Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Good morning. It is Wednesday, December 20th. It is five minutes after 10. This is the Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIBC. My name is Casey Daniels. Rob Kendall has the day off and Ethan Hatcher is joining us in the studio. Thank you, Ethan, for coming in today. Let's talk about uh, what the uh, Supreme Court of Colorado decided yesterday. Oh, boy. Yeah, they decided that uh, Donald Trump, he he can't be on that primary ballot next year. He's prohibited on constitutional grounds. And uh, in its opinion, the court said that the Secretary of State may not list President Trump's name on the 24 ballot, and she may not uh, count any write-in votes cast for him either. This is just a clear weaponization of the uh, justice system to stop Trump from entering the West Wing ever again. Well, it's also an overstepping of the constitutional authority and a misinterpretation of the 14th Amendment since Section 5 explicitly grants Congress the authority to enforce the provisions. It would seem that a state Supreme Court preemptively acting is a usurpation of that authority. And it's also questionable whether Section 3 even applies since Trump has never served in an oppositional military, never been convicted of uh, of uh, uh, insurrection against the country nor was anybody on January 6th convicted of that either. So, and if we're going to talk about Section 3 and giving aid and comfort uh, comfort to the enemy, what about the billions of dollars that Joe Biden has funneled to Iran and the country and uh, representatives, including John Kirby, admitting that it endangers the lives of Americans mm-hmm. and it endangers the lives of our allies in Israel because of the, how they're uh, utilizing those funds for terrorist uh, uh, organizations. So, well, and I along, mean, along wouldn't that those... disqualify Joe Biden then under their logic? Yeah, and, and, and along, this, along those same lines, you could say that uh, Biden can't be on the ballot because of the 8 million illegal that he's led into the country. There you uh, go. Maybe Texas should remove him from their ballot as <laughs> he's violated the Constitution there. Um, okay, so the Colorado presidential primary is scheduled for March 5th, and uh, many people say they have full confidence that the U.S. Supreme Court is quickly going to rule in uh, the favor of Donald Trump and, and put all of this to an end. And if that's the case, well, surely Colorado will go to Donald Trump. He has uh, truthed out. He said that Biden should drop all of these fake political indictments against him, both criminal and civil. Every case uh, is he's fighting is the work of the DOJ and the White House. And uh, nothing like this has ever happened before to the country. He called it a banana republic. And he also said that this was election interference. And with this move by the Colorado Supreme Court, aren't they really getting in, involved in an election? Yeah, it, and that's and, the definition and rigging of, it. The definition of election interference. Yeah. Now I'm amused by the Colorado Republican Party's uh, suggestion that they may withdraw from the primary uh, if this goes through, and then also switch to a caucus, which would be a, a really interesting workaround if mm-hmm. they're not going to allow him on a primary ballot. That's fine. We won't use ballots. I, so, I didn't appreciate the creativity of that in the first segment. So that's uh, <laughs> that's what came up with uh, Vivek Ramaswamy saying, if this is what's going to happen, take me off the ballot. He would encourage uh, Haley and Christie 
and DeSantis to do the same. And then Dave Williams, who is the Colorado GOP chair, came out and said, hey, you're not going to have to do that because we'll just switch our system to a caucus system. But let's get some reaction. Here is uh, Nikki Haley and Chris Christie when they found out the news. We don't need to have judges making these decisions. We need voters to have make these decisions. I do not believe Donald Trump should be prevented from being president of the United States by any court. I think he should be prevented from being president of the United States by the voters of this country. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's talk a little bit about more about Nikki Haley. I wanted to play this uh, clip for you uh, last hour, but we ran out of time, so here it is. Nikki Haley, she was on CBN News, and uh, she was asked twice if she would rule out being Donald Trump's uh, running mate, his vice president, and she doesn't ever answer the question. She doesn't talk about you as vice president, and I know what you're going to say. I don't play for a second. I got it. I've, I've seen the line, and it's authentic. I get it. But Ron DeSantis has ruled it out, says, no way, I'm not going to do it. Okay, are you going to rule it out? I don't play for a second. <laughs> I knew you were going to say It's offensive that. when anybody says that, oh, you know, she wants to be vice president. You don't do something like this to be vice president. You don't sacrifice... <laughs> emotionally, mentally, physically, with your family, everything to come in for a second. That's not me. I've never done second a day in my life. I'm not going to start now. I'm doing this because we have a country to save. Everybody knows that our country is in disarray and the world is on fire. And I don't trust anybody else to fix it. And I'm determined to get that done. And we're going to get it done. And the people want us to get that done. You can feel it. And that's why you're seeing us move in the polls is because they're they're tired. With me, there's no drama. There are no vendettas. Mm -hmm. There's no whining. It's just work. It's what I've always done is work. But you're not going to rule it out because you're not going to rule it out. It's not even a conversation. And it doesn't matter what candidate (laughs) wants me to answer it. I don't play for a second. I don't know what more I can say than than to get them to understand that. Well, sure. I mean, you aim for first, but you settle for second. And nobody believes if Nikki Haley happened to get that phone call, which I think is incredibly unlikely from the Trump camp, that she would turn down the opportunity. Mm -hmm. Now, you may be doing a dance with the devil because Mike Pence thought he'd come out the uh, winner of that bargain but it didn't turn out too well for him i don't know no maybe it it wouldn't turn out well for it did not but she mentioned words like uh sacrifice and and that's what it is if you feel like you're going to serve the american people and that's what we need a leader to remember that they're serving the public considering how that's why they're called public servants right considering how much she's financially benefited of you know from her quote-unquote service i'm not sure you could qualify it as such yeah um okay so let's talk about this article which i found uh very interesting global firepower they ranked 145 countries based on their military power and they came up with the list of the top 25 and uh they weighed a host of different factors like volume of sophisticated of their equipment, finances, geography, and also resources. Now, it's a, an extensive list. They go into the reasons why they rank each one, and we could sit here for the next two hours and talk about the top 25, but let's just go down to the top five, shall sure. we? These are the most powerful militaries in 2023. Number five is the United Kingdom. And number four is India. And they say the reason India is sits at number four is because their strength lies in their population yeah. and their available manpower. And um, India, 47% of the country's population is involved in their military. So that is nearly half. 
Three is China. And, of course, they're a growing military power, definitely in the uh, recent years. And they also have a lot of manpower. However, something you have to consider with China is definitely their aging population, much quicker than India is. I think at some point in the very near future, India is going to pass China as a global power. And China has nobody but themselves to blame for that because of the one-child policy. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, According to uh, Global Firepower, China's available military manpower is more than 761 million people. They also have 50 destroyer warships and 78 submarines, along with some other military assets. Sitting at number two, they place Russia. Um, Of course, Russia with a huge reputation and definitely since they invaded Ukraine back in February of 22, they gave them a high score. Uh, Another reason Russia sits very high on this list, obviously, they have the world's largest stockpile of nuclear nuclear weapons. Yeah, I still think that China and Russia should do a little flippy flop on this list because it's not just the nuclear arms. It's the quality of the hardware. And the Chinese have invested in their manufacturing, and they've also ripped off a lot of uh, American secrets in in, uh, the, the creation of these weapons. And we've seen how Russia has been unable to defeat a country many times their junior in Ukraine and their own hardware, you know, essentially rusting out and getting destroyed on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. I, I think that their military has been revealed to be somewhat of a paper tiger. And if anything, I'd I'd be doing them a little flippy flop and they might even be, be behind India these days. Okay, so who's number one on this list? Nobody's surprised by this. No, it is the U.S. military retained its undisputed place at the top of the ranking. Although China's efforts, they're narrowing that gap over the years. But uh, Global Firepower says that U.S. took this top spot because it showcases commanding numbers in key material, financial. Oh, that's us. Right. We put them there. Also, uh, resource categories. So not only do we have a lot of weapons, we have the ability to make more weapons. Yeah. 92 destroyers, 11 aircraft carriers. Uh, air power includes over 13,000 aircrafts, 983 attack helicopters, uh, comfortably the largest in the world. We also have the largest defense budget, which we know uh, it uh, $750 billion, and that is more than triple that of China. China's budget comes in second place, by the way. We have so much military hardware, we can afford to leave some behind in Afghanistan when we finally tuck tail and turn and run. Yes, yes, Ethan, we can. (laughs) And uh, White House spokesperson John Kirby was recently asked about that. And you know what he said? You're wrong. We didn't leave equipment behind. We didn't just leave a bunch of weapons in Afghanistan. This is a fallacy. This is a farce. What we did over the course of our 20 years in Afghanistan, of course, with congressional approval and consultations, was armed and helped equip the Afghan National Security Forces. Now, and as we have said time and time again, uh, that as the Taliban made advances, those Afghan National Security Forces, many of them decided not to fight, but yet to lay down their arms and leave. But the, the, the arms that you're talking about, and again, I can't verify these specific reports, belong to the Afghan National Security Forces. That what, what was that's what was left behind. Not that the United States just right. walked away and abandoned a bunch of weapons in a pile in Afghanistan. That's just not simply not historically accurate. Mm, okay, so we're wrong. 
did did we have the clip where they had the news reports of reporters, uh, you know, on the scene showing the military hardware that was left behind? Because I, I thought I sent that clip to you last night as what? Well. Did we get that? No. No. OK, well. Take my word for it then. I wish we could have included it, but they had, and it's a perfect contrast to John Kirby to show the levels of dishonesty being perpetrated by the administration because mm -hmm. you have the journalists right there in front of the equipment like, hey, here it is, guys. Here's the stuff that's being left behind. Here's the stuff that was left behind for somebody else to grab and uh -huh. use. And so, you know, so are you calling them liars with the photographic evidence embedded with the troops? I think not. I think it's the administration who's trying to foist dishonesty on the American people, you disgusting swine. By the way, the U.S. is the largest provider of military assistance to Ukraine. We've already committed $47 billion in military assistance since uh, everything started. It is 18 minutes after 10. You're listening to The Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Good morning. It is 20 minutes after 10. This is the Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIBC. Did you hear about this? Comcast saying 36 million of their Xfinity accounts were compromised in a data breach. That's one out of every 10 people in the country. Good thing I'm on Uverse. <laughs> <laughs> Comcast has required every single one of their subscribers uh, to reset their password and also include the multi-factor authentic authenticator. Uh, that's so irritating to me. I mean, I know it's it's an effort to protect your privacy, sure. but to have to do it twice or to get the text or the email, um, you know, with a little code, it just seems like it's one more step. And it's a hassle if you, for whatever reason, have to switch your phone mm -hmm. and you get a new number to then attempt changing that two-factor authentication is is such a, a trip because if you need your phone and you don't have your phone to get into the account then you're basically screwed yep okay so uh the company said that uh they've been targeted by hackers and it was vulnerable and i i didn't realize that many people were still you know using the product i guess so yeah that's crazy uh one in ten um but at the same time, I think this is a byproduct of the incredibly modern digital age. Not to say that it's acceptable, because mm -hmm. obviously this is uh, putting the personal information of 36 million people in peril uh, for potential exploitation. But that said, everything that, you, that that is about you, if you interact with the Internet at all, is up for grabs. The information's all there. You know, the, the data, where you travel, who you call, how long these conversations last, what websites you visit, what cookies, what things you've bought. It all interfaces with, with each other, and you've gotten more than you could possibly fathom information that is being controlled by data analytical companies. And the more you interact online, the more is available for analysis. And that's just... a. I, I don't know how you stop that. I don't like it. And I know there's lots of information about me out there just mm -hmm. as a byproduct of interacting online. I'm just, I'm just how do you how do you stop that though? You, you can't. Right. Right. <laughs> so you're just crap out of luck. Let's talk about this new poll from Fox <laughs> News, how uh, voters feel, how things are going in the United States. What do you think the answer is? How do you how do you feel things are going in I the United States? I don't need to States? guess, Casey Daniels, because Kareem Jean Pierre has told me repeatedly things are great. 
<laughs> You're right. I trust the press secretary. They wouldn't be dishonest, would they? You do? You trust yeah, her? Yeah, okay. yeah, sure. All right. Well, that's your choice. Things are hunky-dory. That's true. That, that is your choice, Ethan, until the Colorado Supreme Court tells you otherwise. <laughs> but according to this Fox News poll, uh, 68% are dissatisfied, uh, 32% satisfied. What? And yeah, uh, what is the most important what? issue facing America? Number one, 35% say it is the economy. And speaking of Karine Jean-Pierre, here oh. is the oh. White House spokesperson once again defending Bidenomics. So I'll say this, and we've talked about this many times, right? Um, the last few years have been challenging the American people. We know that. Coming out of the pandemic, when the president walked into the administration, the economy was in a tailspin. It was. We don't need and so the president did everything that he can uh-huh. to make sure that we get this. Play the music again. I like track. it better. And we understand. We understand that Oh man, okay, so the most important issue facing America at 35% is the economy. That's something that I do on my show all the time, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> except I, I usually put it like as a bed underneath the audio, so you, you get you get a, the, the mix. Of the both, both of them? Yeah, no, I like the way Carl did it. It's difficult to do two on the same same device. No, yeah. I, I like the way you did it, Carl, where you just drown her out. We don't even need to hear what she has to say. Um, that's, that's a better production, in my opinion. Another question from this poll. Have you been helped by President Biden's economic policies? 14% say they have been helped. 46% say they have been hurt. And they were also asked in the next year, the economy will get worse or get better. Do you want to take a guess? Is it going to get better? It's going to get worse. You're right. It's going to get worse. 44% of people thought it was going to get worse. Now, I know you're not a big sports guy, uh, but have you heard about this, this New Jersey restaurant canceling Tommy DeVito's appearance after uh, he doubled his price? He, he's he's a Giants player and uh, getting a little too big for his britches, apparently. Or is this just capitalism? So I think, what is he, like the third string guy? He came in. He was doing really well. He's got this great story. He's a hometown guy, lives with his family. And... Um, so becoming very popular, right? And he was going to make this appearance at this New Jersey restaurant. And then all of a sudden, he doubled his price. Well, that's bullcrap. And because he was getting more and more popular. So is is this what you can do? Or is, I mean, there's well, sure. a difference between what you can do and what you should do, sure. right? Yeah. No, he has the ability uh, to value his appearance at whatever price point he feels is commensurate to you know, the value that he imparts. Obviously, the restaurant did not feel the same way. And if you want to engender yourself to the fans, many of which are working class, I don't think you're going to do it by doubling your price and then not showing up. Yeah. Um, so he should have really looked at the bigger picture because I, I would think that future, I don't know, sponsors, maybe big corporate sponsors would now look at him. People who could offer him a multi-million dollar deal um, might look at him as a liability because he had an agreement to go to this restaurant yes. 
And then he got a little too big for his britches and doubled his price. And then the restaurant said, no, they canceled it. We don't want you. Never mind. But what's he going to do if he has like a multi-million dollar deal? Yeah, you can't renegotiate right. after the deal's already been signed. Sorry, guy. You know, and it what it, the, the the thing is, he could have um, marshaled that into an opportunity, like you say, for other appearances. Mm-hmm. But now he's going to be viewed as the liability he should be viewed as yep. because of because of his hubris. Now he's going to arrogance, right? He's going to be looked at as the guy who didn't keep his word or who wanted to change things after the fact, right? So there's also this list that came out. I believe it was Money Geek who came out with this list, and it is the safest small towns and cities in every state. So they went across the country and they looked at uh, crime cost per capita and they came up with this list and i'm going to give you a guess what is the safest small town in the great state of indiana mm, i'm gonna have to say mm. carmel <laughs> you're very close noblesville what if, i'm gonna give you a hint okay i'm just gonna say nigel does that do it for you? Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Zionsville. Yes, Zionsville. Congratulations to Zionsville. Zionsville's a nice community. Have you walked through Zionsville recently? Uh, not recently. I mean, I've been there a few times, like, you know, for many, many soccer games over the years sure. because uh, they've got a large, um, you know, soccer contingency in Zionsville. Uh, but the cost, what is it? It is crime cost per capita in Zionsville is $51. So, oh wow! Yeah, well, you do. You that's do pretty f- low comparatively. I mean, j- just because of the high pressure that I'm always under, you know, living in uh, the east side of Indianapolis, like I can actually feel myself relaxing walking the streets of Zionsville because mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about dodging bullets or unsavory characters or being accosted by strangers. Like, I, I get it. That makes sense. Zionsville tracks. I asked Nigel about this, and he said, yes, very safe overall. Some random crazy stuff does happen from time to time, but for the most part, good, solid community. It is 1029. You're listening to The Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present Voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317 317- Five five nine, pain. Three one seven six eight four eight four four four. That is the phone number if you'd like to contribute. Questions, comments, smart remarks. It is time to hear your voicemails with the Kendall and Casey Show on ninety three WIBC. Now you know. Normally, Ethan, we like to keep uh, the voicemails a little bit shorter, a little quicker, right? Right. Uh, We got a couple phone calls today, and they're all a little bit longer. And I don't know if it was because, well, this is my last day before I take a few days off and I was feeling lazy, or because they had good things to say. 
whichever you pick or let the Colorado Supreme Court decide for you, um, <laughs> which is the reason. But our first phone call, and Ethan, this one I believe is directed towards you. Uh-oh. We've been talking about polling a lot lately because all the polls have been coming out and many of them saying how terrible Joe Biden is doing. But uh, here's a phone call about polls. Hey, I'm listening to you. You're talking about polls. I thought I heard you the other day talking about polls. I don't know if this is the same guy. But what really, really graced me about these dudes is, oh, the polls are, there was cheating, dude. Say that. Qualify it. Everything else is qualified when you talk about Trump. I love Trump. Blah, 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 blah. Guy qualifies everything when it comes to Trump. How about the fraud? You don't think they cheated in the mayoral election in Indianapolis? I'm not saying demographics don't bear it out that there's a lot more Democrats in uh, Marion County, but they are cheating. They cheated in the red wave. There was a red wave. Where's Carrie Lake? She should be senator. Where's um, Where's uh, Blake, whatever, master, whatever the dude name out in Nevada should be a senator. Uh, as much as you don't like Dr. Oz, there's no way he got beat by that moron Fetterman. And there's no way Herschel Walker, the most beloved athlete in the history of Georgia, didn't get 200,000 down votes, you know, coattails the way Brian Kemp did and lost to Raphael Warnock, a total um, fraud. And I mean, this guy drives me nuts and that so many of them do it. Mail-in balloting, drop boxes, there's all kinds of reporting on the Gateway Pundit, Breitbart, you name it, any conservative site, about all kinds of fraudulent stuff. Suitcases being pulled out, the whole thing was stolen, not to mention the suppression on Facebook and Twitter and the uh, laptop and the 10 million mm-hmm. people that would have voted for Trump had they known that. I mean, on and on and on. And this guy talks about it like, well, all these polls are, you know, they're, you know, they're never going to win. Yeah, because they stole the election, knucklehead. Why don't you say that? <laughs> He's calling you a knucklehead. <laughs> Nothing? <laughs> okay. I mean, if he thinks the uh, the Indianapolis election was stolen, I don't know how to help that those levels of crazy conspiracy theory because that's beyond the pale. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, what to say nothing of the lousy campaign that Jefferson Shreve ran. I mean, mm-hmm. okay, look, if you want to point to a couple states in 2020, but if you think 2022 was stolen, the Indianapolis mayor's race was stolen, why didn't they steal the election from uh, Lauren Boebert in Col- Colorado? Remember her election? came down to just a handful of votes. It was well within the grasp of the Democratic Party. They could have gotten rid of that <laughs> lunatic that's uh, beating off her boyfriend in the theater. But no, Whoa. turns out they uh, they counted the votes there. So, I, And then why would you even run an election that you know is rigged? That blows my mind. But okay, whatever. Okay, all right. I'm happy to be unpopular with those kinds of viewpoints. Okay, uh, we also got a phone call. We talked about the uh, new uh, bill that... Uh, Governor Abbott in Texas, he signed, and uh, somebody wanted to call and talk about uh, his decision to do that and also his responsibility. Yeah. Hey, uh, with regard to uh, the governor of um, Texas, um, you know, passing local laws, uh, yeah, it's going to be kind of dicey with relation to uh, immigration. But the other side of it is don't forget that uh, all the states are equally responsible for enforcing the Constitution as well as the federal laws. So, you know, there's nothing in there that uh, doesn't allow him to, uh, you know, lock the borders and keep it, keep uh, the undesirables out when you, if you 
apply, you know, enforcement of the Constitution. Uh, so he is obligated to do that, too, irrespective of what Biden or any other yo-yos in Washington say. Okay, so uh, Texas is going to begin authorizing state and local police to arrest migrants uh, believed to be in the state illegally. And uh, this is supposed to take effect early 24. Many civil rights groups have already said that they would file a lawsuit over this bill. And it's most likely destined to go to the U.S. Supreme Court. These are how disputes are resolved. These this is how we carve out policy in this country. And Greg Abbott certainly has the responsibility to try. I believe, based on the way the Constitution has been interpreted and enforced, that his his law would be struck down by the Supreme court because it's under the purview of the federal government but it remains a lingering question and that's why we challenge those laws and have the ability to air it through the supreme court process so they can make the ultimate ruling there and it would be ultimately beneficial to the country if they did find that governors have the authority to enforce those boundaries because it would give a lot more authority to start fixing these problems at least at the state level if the federal government is going to leave us hanging and not uh, live up to their obligations yeah abbott uh, blaming joe biden said that his failure to enforce federal immigration laws has resulted in Texas attempting to curb immigration, but he also said Joe Biden's deliberate inaction has decimated America. Okay, we also had a conversation uh, yesterday about um, how the Pope has said he's given approval for priests to bless same-sex couples, and however, there's a a little bit of confusion between the headlines and what the actual Vatican document said. The document reaffirms that the sacrament of marriage is still between a man and a woman and it also says that uh, priests may bless same-sex couples but not to be confused with the ritual of the sacrament of marriage so more or less the priest can bless the individuals but it's not any sort of acknowledgement that that is a wedding right somebody wanted to call and uh, have a conversation about that yeah, good morning, Casey. You're doing a great job with whoever you have with you, and so far we've enjoyed listening to you. I wanted to weigh in on some of the conservative talkers right now are talking about the Pope's remark about blessing the gay marriages. May I suggest that as a temporary guest host for maybe a few minutes, you get the resident Catholic, Pat Sullivan, on to weigh in on this. <laughs> but as the non-resident Southside mm-hmm. Catholic here, I want to weigh in on it real quick myself. And in the Bible... The Lord said, forgive, love the sinner, not the sin. Love the sinner, not the sin, is what his remark was. And that's essentially where the Pope's coming from. He didn't speak ex cathedra, so this is not one of those things where they can say, well, this is definitely the rule because he spoke as a Pope, and we all know ex cathedra is the official thing and infallible. He didn't speak that way. He just said, and I'm sure this was maybe part of his Christmas message to come. The original statement was way back in October, and now they're just now bringing it up. Mm-hmm. But uh, before any more controversy comes over this and Catholics start screaming and running from the exits, mm-hmm. suggest maybe get a pat on mm-hmm. and maybe have him call one of his priests, like maybe uh, Senior Shadow to weigh in on this. Mm-hmm. It's not that big a thing. I don't know why anybody's making anything of it. It's just the Pope being the Pope. 
Okay, so um, the the document also reinforces that uh, any blessing that a priest does, um, it it shouldn't be done at the time of a civil union. And also the priest isn't supposed to wear any clothes or use gestures that would signal that it's a wedding, like a typical Catholic wedding. I thought we already had a resident Catholic in the studio. We don't need to invite (laughs) Pat Sullivan in. I mean, if Pat (laughs) wants to come in, he can, but, uh, you know, that's okay. Hey, let's talk about what's going on with uh, Indiana Medicaid facing a billion-dollar deficit. Medicaid uh, in Indiana projected to have nearly, what, a billion-dollar deficit over the next few years? Billion dollars? That's quite a miscalculation, don't you think? The Family and Social Services Administration, the FSSA, they presented their numbers to the state budget committee, and uh, they say they weren't using the most up-to-date forecast. They weren't the most recent numbers. And they also say that more people signed up for Medicaid, so that was the billion-dollar mistake. Who could have imagined that by grossly expanding uh, Medicaid in Indiana to entice federal dollars and federal funding, it would result in a disastrous shortfall? Because it turns out you can't pay for the entire state. What's it up to? I think one in every five, one in every four Mm -hmm. Hoosiers potentially uh, receiving some form of Medicaid benefits. And yes, to the tune of billions of dollars. That's expensive. Okay, so uh, the FSSA, they talked about what they're doing to prevent this from happening again. Monitoring really on a monthly basis at a very detailed level um, around enrollment and expenditures, utilization, so that we can see very close to real time what might be driving increases in cost and respond appropriately. So I guess I have to assume that those careful and important measures have not been employed up until now. We have an opportunity to improve in in the, I guess, level of detail we are reviewing um, that type of information. (laughs) I'll take that as a yes. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. Um, So Holcomb says that uh, they're going to tap into reserves to cover the cost. Billion dollars. Wow. So no cuts. There's never any cuts. It's It's always spend more, more, more. And isn't it, Rob always says, you wouldn't trust these people to run your local Wendy's. Right. And I. Well, they'd run it into the ground. I think we've got a, a billion dollar reason why we understand he says that. It is 1044. It's the Kendall and Casey Show. It's 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Good morning. It is 1047. You're listening to the Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIBC. Rob with the day off. Ethan Hatcher in. Hey, we have to update everybody. We were talking about Tommy DeVito, the uh, Giants player who was invited to go to that restaurant, and then he doubled his price, and then they canceled on him. And then somebody said, wait a second, he ended up going. Yeah. Tommy DeVito ended up going to the restaurant. It was a pizzeria, Yeah, right? cre- credit to Vic Ferrari in mm-hmm. the chat mm-hmm. for pointing out that, yes, indeed, he did eventually make good on this appearance, and he showed up for free, and he even held the pizzeria owner's baby, gave him a kiss on the head. He's like, uh-huh. please forgive me. I'm sorry. Love me, fans. Love me. Yeah, somebody somebody said, uh, not cool, dude. <laughs> and, and instead of charging them, you need to go and do it gratis and hold the baby, make good. Okay, that- 
so that's now, that's some karmatic justice right there because you roll the dice for double and get nothing. It's uh-huh. double or nothing and you got nothing. Well, that was the right thing to do. I mean, yes. he shouldn't have doubled his rate and instead he got called out for it. Somebody said, you look like a real jerk for doing that. You look like a tool, Yeah, and man. so what do you got to do? Uh, you got to show up for free and yeah. make it all good. Okay, so now he has, uh, has he opened the door with his contrition for any uh, multi-million dollar deals now? Uh, in the industry, I believe we call that a make good. So sure, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> go ahead, sponsor away anybody who wants to. Uh, can we talk about Ted Cruz for just a minute? Sure. He has called on uh, three different university presidents to resign in disgrace. He's also saying that the uh, wide open border is an invitation to come in and commit acts of terror. And he has also said that uh, Vice President Kamala Harris is um, showing far too much sympathy for the Palestinian side of the uh, Israel. Mm-hmm. Gaza, you know, what's going on in Gaza. Yeah, there is a Hamas shocking war. amount of sympathy for Hamas. Um, he said that she is undermining Israel. So he was also at the uh, Turning Point annual event. This yeah. is uh, America Fest 2023. And he was on a roll. I These these guys, they're, they're letting their hair down at this event. I feel well, like... Well, they're, they're playing the hits in front of a friendly audience. They are playing the hits in front of... <laughs> Right. Um, and many, many times it feels like it's not really broadcast worthy, but we're going to roll the dice and we're going to go for it anyway, too. OK, so here he is. And uh, he's got a lot to say about Joe Biden. Joe Biden knows what a woman is. <laughs> I gave you proof. He only sniffs the hair of girls. But I'm who's writing his material. <laughs> Um, yeah. a, little, a little spicy there, a little uh-huh. spicy. Uh-huh. Um, he, he also goes on and talks about um, who liberal women want to date, or in, in this case, who they don't want to date. Left is so bad. They're so unhappy. They're so pissed off. And by the way, if you were a liberal woman and you had to sleep with those weenies... <laughs> You'd be pissed too. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yep. Uh, he's not done. Do you got time for one more? Yes, let's do it. <laughs> okay. I, mean, I, we, we've, I think we've already reached the peak with Ted Cruz talking about other people's junk, but let's see if he outdoes himself. Oh, he's going to, Ethan. Okay. I'm telling you. Here he is making a comment about Joe Biden and how he travels. Listen, we have a president of the United States who his team carries extra pairs of pants with him when he, when he oh. travels. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. In case he has poopy pants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a... Incontinence in chief? Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay, so this is going on at the same event, and we hear from Tucker Carlson, and these are Tucker's thoughts on Donald Trump's VP, VP pick. I mean, I... But the case, I, I kind of like Vivek. I think oh. he's one of those people who... Oh. Everyone beats up on Vivek for being, he's a phony and all this stuff. I don't know. I, I've covered a lot of campaigns going back to 1992, and I've noticed this thing in many candidates, and I notice it in him. The process, the process of running for president and speaking three times a day and having people throw hostile questions in your face causes you to change. They all change during these campaigns, like for real, inside. 
And I feel like Vivek's positions have gotten much more sincere mm-hmm. since yeah. the beginning of this. Like he, I watch him with Nikki Haley, and I'm like, this is a guy who's very offended by her views, like for real. He's not attacking her because she's a woman. He's attacking her because he actually thinks her views are terrible for the country he lives in. And I love that. Shining the corruption on Nikki Haley is one of the most productive things that uh, Vivek Ramaswamy has done. I just, I happen to think he fell apart in the fourth debate. Like, that really turned me off of his campaign. Otherwise, I mean, he had been a promising lead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think he's being so much fake as he is unfiltered. And I thought Tucker brought up a good point that you can see how they, they morph or some people would say grow throughout the campaign they their talking points start at one area and where they end up you can see kind of the evolution sure. of their campaign i i believe that ron DeSantis may be one of the only ones who has delivered the same message consistently over time he's been talking about his success in florida and he has kept on that and you know his anti-woke push and everything and um his um how he didn't like what happened during covid and how he was different how he governed different he's been keeping on that same message this whole time and that's what he needs to do well not if you look at the polls maybe that's part of his problem he's not connecting with the zeitgeist um you know which that is an unfortunate reality uh sometimes of politics and part of it has to do with the fact that donald trump is commanding such attention in part because of the way the democrats have weaponized the political process against him and it makes many republicans feel obligated to support the former president you know if for no other reason than to stop the democrats in their tracks from ever attempting this again yeah well we heard from the former gop chair who said that you know the electorate is angry right now and if you think they were angry in 2016 just wait until now they're even angrier all right uh let's talk about this poll 65 percent of men agree that if a woman identifies herself as this on a date it's a red flag a man yeah (laughs) i would think that would be 100 percent, but you never know uh so uh bad smells Loud talking and getting too close too quickly are all red flags when dating someone new. Yeah, I saw that. They said a red flag was uh, uh, it was a red flag when they got too started breaching into the privacy space. I mm-hmm. think was the quote. Mm-hmm. I mean, back in my day, getting women to breach the privacy space I thought was the goal, but maybe things have changed. <laughs> you're too close. Back off. Uh, you're invading my space. Okay. Well, the most common red flag they say. For men, two-thirds agreeing with this. I don't know why it's only two-thirds. If your partner identifies as a communist, that's a red flag. You think? (laughs) (laughs) Good call, guys. Based. Uh, You think? Now, on the other side of this poll, for women, they were saying that a red flag for them, oh boy, if you're a MAGA Republican. How is anybody getting together these days? Well, they're not. Oh, there it is. Well, they've already done uh, studies. People are doing less banging than ever before, so. Mm -hmm. It's the Kendall and Casey Show. It's 93 WIBC. Good morning.